Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All About Health podcast. My name is Georgia Overbeck, and I'm your host. I hope you are having an amazing day. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode today, and I hope that listening to this can make your day even better. Today's episode is going to be all about what is on my summer reading list. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I love reading. I have read 22 or 23, I think, books so far in the year, and it's only June. My goal for the year is to read 40, so I'm more than halfway through, which is great. And yesterday I went to Value Village and picked out 10 books that I'm hoping to read over the summer. And so I thought I could go through the 10 books that I got and kind of go through them with you and what they're going to be about uh, if you're looking for summer reading inspiration as well. But before we get into the books and everything, we have to start with our segments. So the first segment of the week is what's my favorite entertainment thing. And it is the brand new movie, or I guess the new remake, I guess, of The Little Mermaid, the live action Little Mermaid. We saw it in theater last week and it was so good. I, while we were watching it, I was like, this is the best movie that I've seen this year. And we've seen many movies in theater um like guardians of the galaxy and like a few other ones that they're not coming to my mind right now but we did and while we were watching it i was like this one is the best one that we've seen in theater it hallie bailey i think is her name the lead who plays ariel did so good her voice is incredible while i was listening to the songs i was getting chills the story was just so good i absolutely loved it i thought it was an amazing movie so if you've seen the original movie and you like the little mermaid i definitely recommend watching it and if you've not seen it i would still recommend watching the live action little mermaid because it was just an incredible movie And then for the other segment, which is what was my favorite recipe of the week, I posted this a few days ago, this griddled asparagus salad. So this was a a recipe that I made up with asparagus, some almonds, uh, there were like some fresh herbs in there, salt and pepper, I think some sort of vinegar or something like that. And then I added some vegan boars and cheese on top as well. I'm going to link this recipe down below because it was so good. I made it on a grill pan so the asparagus was warm. And then I added like the almonds on top and the herbs. And I think there was like lemon juice or something like that. And then when I put the boars and cheese on top, it started to melt a little bit. And it was just so good. I loved that salad. It was definitely my favorite of the week. I served it with a vegan seitan burger as my protein source. And I had it for dinner on, I don't remember what day it was, but I had it for dinner one of the days of the week. And it was so good. I loved it. Again, make sure to check out my Instagram for tons of recipes, but that recipe in particular. Okay, so let's get into today's topic for our episode. As I said at the beginning, I've read 23 books so far this year, and it is June 5th as I am recording this. So I am about halfway through the year and halfway through my book goal of 40 books in a year. And as I said at the beginning again, I went to the thrift store called Value Village yesterday, and I picked up 10 books. They have a deal there, which is if you buy four books, you get the fifth free. So that's why I ended up getting 10 because I was like, you know, I want to take part in this deal. 
So I have all of them here uh, stacked behind me. If you're watching this on YouTube, then I'm going to go through each of the books and show you what they look like. And if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I'll just tell you everything you need to know about the books. So I'm going to start off with the first one. And I don't really have any particular order for these books. Um, I'll just see which ones I feel drawn to or especially interested in every time I go to read a new book. But um, so the first one that I have on my list is called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. And I'm showing it if you're watching this on YouTube. It's a red cover book and the words are white. And on the back, it says that Amy Warren is a licensed clinical social worker, college psychology instructor, and psychotherapist. So the reason that I picked up this book is I have this list on my phone of like the best personal development books of all time. And I'm pretty sure that this book is on there. I didn't have the list with me when I was actually like choosing my books. So I was like, I think I've seen this one. Maybe I've seen it on Pinterest. But I was like, this book sounds very interesting. And I do love books that are all about strong people and what people go through to get stronger and things like that. And so I thought that this one would be very interesting. I didn't see a little description for that book anywhere, so that's why I didn't read it. But for the rest of them, I'm going to read their descriptions if I can find it. So the next book on my list is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving AF. I'm not going to say the full word, just in case, you know, there's little ears. So this is by Mark Manson, and I have heard so much about this book. I know that it's not new. It's a self-help book that's been around for a while, but I've never actually read it. And so I thought they actually had three copies of them at Value Village. And so I was like, well, that means I have to get one. So this book says, for the past few years, Mark Manson, via his blog, has been working on correcting our delusional expectations for ourselves and for the world. He now brings his hard-fought wisdom to this groundbreaking book. Manson makes the argument that human beings are flawed and limited. As he writes, not everybody can be extraordinary. There are winners and losers in society, and some of it is not fair or your fault. Manson advises us to get to know our limitations and accept them. This, he says, is the real source of empowerment. Once we embrace our fears, faults, and uncertainties, once we stop running from and avoiding and start confronting painful truths, we can begin to find the courage and confidence we desperately seek. In life, we have a limited amount of Fs to give, so you must choose your Fs wisely. Manson brings a much-needed grab-you-by-the-shoulders-and-look-you-in-the-eyes moment of real talk filled with entertaining stories and profane, ruthless humor. This manifesto is a refreshing slap in the face for all of us so we can start to lead more contented, grounded lives. So again, I have definitely heard a lot about this book. I am excited to finally read it after so long, and I hope that it's really good. Also, I wanted to say before we continue here that, of course, I'll post all of my book reviews once I finish these books on my Instagram. So make sure to check that out. It is linked down below. It's just my name, Georgia Overbeck.
The next book that's on my reading list is this one. It's called Authentic Happiness by Martin E.P. Seligman or Seligman. I'm not exactly sure how to say his last name, so I'm just going to say Martin. Um, but on the back, it says that in this national bestseller, Martin, the acclaimed author of Learned Optimism, introduces yet another revolutionary idea. Drawing on groundbreaking scientific research, Martin shows how positive psychology is shifting the profession's paradigm away from its narrow-minded focus on pathology, victimology, and mental illness to positive emotion and mental health. Happiness, studies show, is not the result of good genes or luck. It can be cultivated by identifying and nurturing traits that we already possess, including kindness, originality, humor, optimism, and generosity. Martin provides the tools you need in order to ascertain your most positive traits or strengths. Then he explains how, by frequently calling upon these signature strengths in all of the crucial realms of life, health, relationships, and career, you will not only develop natural buffers against misfortune and negative emotion, but also achieve new and sustainable levels of authentic contentment, gratification, and meaning. So I've actually, I don't think I've heard of this book before. For some reason, the author, his name sounds very familiar. So that's why I picked this one out at Valley Village. It's also bright blue with yellow words. And so it just looks, it gives very happy vibes, this book. And so I'm hoping that it is a great read and that I learn a lot from it. Again, as I said before, I'll post my review on Instagram once I finish it. So if it is good, I will definitely let you know. Next on my list is called Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Now, if you follow me on Instagram or watch my YouTube channel, you would know that I read a few of Brene Brown's books in the past. And so when I saw this one, I was like, well, I know that I like the author's books, so I might as well pick it up. And on the front, it says that it how the ability ability to reset transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. And so I really do enjoy Brene Brown's books. I've read quite a few of them and I have a few reviews on my Instagram. So if you want to check those out, you can. And on the back for the little description, it says, Brene asked herself, what do these people have in common? The answer was clear. They recognize the power of emotion and they're not afraid to lean into discomfort. The process of regaining our footing in the midst of struggle is where our courage is tested and our values are forged. We reckon with our emotions and get curious about what we're feeling. We rumble with our stories until we get to a place of truth. And we live this process every day until it becomes a practice and creates nothing short of a revolution in our lives. Rising strong after a fall is how we cultivate wholeheartedness. This process teaches us the most about who we are. This next book might be the one that I'm most excited for. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I've been wanting to read this book for years, for so long, and I finally found it at the thrift store yesterday, and I was so excited. If you've never heard of the love languages before, it's pretty much just this thought of the way that you either like to receive love or give love. And so that's kind of what this book goes into. I'll read the little description. It says, millions of couples have seen their marriages transformed through learning to speak the five love languages. As you discover your own love language and that of your spouse, you will understand yourself better and hold a priceless advantage in the quest for love that lasts a lifetime. 
By helping each other feel truly and deeply loved, you'll be giving a gift that never fades away. So I know that um, on the back, it talks about marriage, obviously, and I am not married, nor am I wanting to get married. Um, But I know that this book, the love languages are for more than just romance. It can also be for friendships, family relationships. And so I'm all about learning what, how my family members especially love or appreciate love and how to receive it or how they like to give it. And so I'm really excited to just learn all of it and see what I can learn about giving love to my family members better and how I like to receive it. And I'm just really interested in all that stuff. So I'm excited to read it. Next up, I have a book by Oprah Winfrey, which I have to be honest with you, I bought because of the cover. I said to my mom, I pulled it out of the shelf and I was like, if we were like decorating a house, which we're going to be doing one day, we're not at that point right now because we're still renting and everything. But at the point when we have a house, I was like, I would buy this book because it is so beautiful and I would have it out as a coffee table book or I would use it for decoration. And she was like, well, why don't you just buy it now? And then we can sell it again whenever we're leaving. And I was like, that's a good idea. Why not do that? So I did end up getting it. It's called The Wisdom of Sundays by Oprah Winfrey. And it says life-changing insights from super soul conversations. And I'm going to read the description for you. It says, Oprah Winfrey says, if you want to be more fully present and live with a wide open heart, Super Soul Sunday is where your journey begins. Now for the first time, the moments of inspiration that have enlightened millions on the three-time Emmy Award winning Super Soul Sunday are collected in The Wisdom of Sundays, a cherishable, deeply affecting book. Organized into 10 chapters, each one representing a powerful step in Oprah's own spiritual journey, and introduced with a personal essay by Oprah herself, The Wisdom of Sundays features insightful selections from the most meaningful conversations between Oprah and some of today's most admired thought leaders. Visionaries like Tony Robbins, Ariana Huffington, and Shonda Rhimes share their lessons in finding purpose. World-renowned teachers like Eckhart Tolle, Marianne Williamson, and Wayne Dyer explain our complex relationship with the ego and the healing powers of love and connection. And best-selling writers like Cheryl Strayed, Elizabeth Gilbert, and Elizabeth Lesser explore forgiveness and letting go. Paired with more than 100 beautiful photographs, including many from Oprah's private property in California, where episodes of Super Soul Sunday are filmed, the wisdom of Sunday's promises to be a timeless keepsake that will help readers awaken to life's wondrous possibilities. So I think that I am really glad that I ended up getting this. Yes, I got it because of the cover, but I think that it's going to be a lot of insight on the inside as well. It looks like the chapters are really short. It's beautiful on the inside and I'm just really excited to read it. 
Next up, I have a book called Super Life by Darren Olean. And I always have to pick up at least one health-related book when I am buying books. I mostly stick with self-help or business books, but every once in a while, I like to read a health-related book as well. And so that is this one. And it says, the five simple fixes that will make you healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. And this is the description from the back. We all know what it means to live well. We try to eat well, exercise, meditate, and add just the right amount of kale to our green juice. And it can start to feel complicated. But all too often, we forget that our bodies already know how to do this. Nutritionist and superfoods expert Darren Olean reminds us that we can maximize our body's natural potential by focusing on the five simple forces. Quality nutrition, hydration, detoxification, oxygenation, and alkalization that determine whether we will be healthy, fit, and free of illness. Olean has traveled the world exploring the health properties of foods that have sustained indigenous cultures for centuries. Putting his research into practice, he explains how to maintain healthy weight, prevent even the most serious of diseases, and feel great, all without restrictive, gimmicky, or complicated diet plans that never work in the long term. Full of simple fixes, easy to do, easy to follow to do lists, grocery lists, indispensable guides to supplementing, and more. Super Life is your kickstart to eternal awesomeness. With a comprehensive, holistic, and unique approach to wellness, Olean teaches you how to harness the superpowers of food, water, oxygen, and pH balance to live your best life today, tomorrow, and on into the future. So I do know a lot about nutrition and health and fitness and things like that. But I do love learning different perspectives and just what other people are doing to have the most healthy lifestyle that they can and to see if I can implement that in any way. So I am very excited to read this um, and I hope that it is good. I have three left and the next one is called Everything is effed. You can leave that up to your imagination. A book about hope by Mark Manson. So as I was saying before, the other book uh, that I read at the beginning, let me just see what it's called here. The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. This is the second one, I believe, by the same author. And so on the back, it says, from the author of the international mega bestseller, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F comes a counterintuitive guide to the problems of hope. We live in an interesting time. Materially, everything is the best it's ever been, yet somehow everything seems to be irreparably and horribly effed. What's going on? If anyone can put a name to our current malaise and help fix it, it's Mark Manson. Manson draws on mountains of psychological research, as well as the timeless wisdom of philosophers from Plato to Tom Waits to dissect religion, politics, money, entertainment, and the internet. With his usual mix of humor, Manson challenges us to be more honest with ourselves, openly defying our definitions of faith, happiness, freedom, and even of hope itself. One of the great modern writers has produced another book that will set the agenda for years to come. So the reason I got this one is because I had already gotten his first book and I needed another one to get to 10 so I could get it for free. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I have not heard as much about this book as his first one, but I'm still hoping that it's good and that I learned something from it.
My next book is also by Brene Brown, and it's called Dare to Lead. Uh, so I think this one was made after her other one. I'm not sure. Rising Strong. I'm not sure which one came first. But I saw this one, and I was like, well, again, I already know I like Brene's, Brene Brown's book, so I thought I'd pick it up. This one says, how do you cultivate braver, more daring leaders, and how do you embed the value of courage in your culture? Four-time number one New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Brene Brown, presents a powerful guide to leadership for anyone who wants to step up, be brave, and lead. The culmination of a seven-year study looking at the future of leadership, Brown reveals the actionable and game-changing finding that courage is a collection of four skill sets that can be taught, observed, and measured. In the no BS style that millions of readers have come to expect, Brown shares everything she has learned about daring leadership in a culture defined by scarcity, fear, and uncertainty. Whether you're, you're reading Daring Greatly and Rising Strong or you're new to Brown's work, Dare to Lead is for anyone who wants to show up and be brave at work. And last but not least for the books on my summer reading list, this is Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. This is one of his original books. If you don't know, my mom and I, we love Tony Robbins. He's a great motivational speaker. And I don't think I've ever actually read this book. I've read a few of his before. Um, he is amazing. Such a great motivational speaker and coach. Uh, definitely check him out on Instagram and TikTok if you're not following him. So it says how to take immediate control of your mental, emotional, physical, and financial destiny. And I'm really excited to read that one. And with that, I'm going to end off this episode here. Thank you so much for watching or listening. And I hope that you got some inspiration for some books to read this summer or the upcoming year. Or if you just see them at the store, maybe you're like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Maybe I'll have to pick it up. Um, anyway, thank you again for listening or watching. I hope that you enjoyed it. And also make sure to follow my Instagram and my TikTok and other social medias for my book reviews once I finish them. Have a fabulous day and I will see you in my next episode.